0: And welcome back to another episode of Nourish the Soul, Nicole. So I'm very glad to have you on this uh, exciting new series known as Only Human, uh, where I tell and I, I speak to some of my friends who share some of the very interesting details of their faith stories and when and what uh, faith means to them in this season of their life. So I'm very happy to have Sean here with me. Right, So I've just uh, um, come to know Sean, I think, recently. And he he's over here, I think, to share his own personal faith journey, um, as a as a Catholic, right? And how he integrates that into his, his daily life. So maybe you could, uh, Sean, you could tell us a little bit more uh about you know your personal faith journey, you know, how has it changed over the years, you know, and, and where do you feel that you are right now?
1: Hi, hi. Uh thank you for having me on your show and uh and to have this opportunity to share my faith journey. And uh I think it would be apt to begin at the start. Uh my first my faith journey started when I was a young boy because I am a born Catholic but along the way I sort of left the church because I couldn't quite see um how religion and god and all these very uh, magical seemingly you know almost uh, superstitious uh beliefs were of any relevance to my life and to me. And I really liked philosophy. I liked science. I was a firm believer in that. And to me, religion did not seem logical. It was illogical, <laughs> actually. So now I'm, I, I am in a very complete. I'm in a very different place now. And I, I think much of it I owe to, to actually a, a an ex girlfriend of mine. Because she was the one who started me thinking about it, and it was it it caught it got me to think out about why I might need God in my life, and that was a that was a that took me quite a number of months to actually find the answer to. So um, should I, should I continue, or do you have any questions at this point in time?
0: I think it's really, yeah, I think interesting, I think the, the sharing you were talking about how you were like, I think wrestling with some of the ideas, um, mm-hmm. I think that are kind of like, uh, like uh, very specific I think to our faith, maybe you could share a little bit more about, you know, what, what are some of these ideas and how have your ideas changed, you know, how have they um kind of like uh, developed over the years I think uh, as you kind of journey deeper into your faith, and maybe how is that for you like how do you would you also maybe even describe your relationship with God you know um in the past you know now, and what do you hope to for it to be in the future also oh
1: uh, okay, that's quite a lot to to respond to and um but I think I'll start with my relationship with god uh my relationship with God today is a Is one where I've come to realize that he's actually not a separate entity or being, that he's always been with me and that he's always been within me. And when I was a boy, I used to think of God in the sense of a deity, you know, in that he was a separate, all-powerful, almighty king almost, our emperor, right, that demanded our our obedience and that was how he had all these laws he had all these rules he had all these rituals that we needed to observe and if you didn't you'd go to hell and he was very severe and he would punish he would send he would send those disbelievers into pits of snakes and he would turn them to pillars of salt what a horrible wretched entity this was to me and for a long time i thought that was the case because i i i couldn't understand how this was a God of mercy or compassion or kindness when uh, at the same time, you know, this same God then inspires people to very cruel and um uh, hateful acts and deeds where they're not tolerant or they go around conquering. And, you know, as a Singaporean and as a student of history, I'm, I'm very well aware of colonialism and I, I often used to wonder, you know, this is an example of of why I, I didn't really believe in the faith when I was growing up uh, after some time, because I was thinking, why is it that my ancestors who were Chinese, who are not white, and God is always white, and not only is he white, he's our master, he's our colonial master. He comes on the backs of cannons and guns and forces us to abandon our cultural traditions and religions that date back 5,000 years to adopt his? Why do we have to adopt a white man's religion? And I never understood this. So clearly to me, The white man's religion must be wrong because he comes here and subjugates millions, kills and enslaves people. How how can this be a God that is good? So that's what I mean by it seemed very illogical to me at this, at that point in time. But then I've come to realize that the actions of man do not necessarily reflect intentions of God. And that whilst, of course, the Catholic Church, you know, uh, comes f- from the Roman Catholic Church, does you know, originate with uh, Rome in itself. But I don't think the institution alone is is God, right? God, God is part of everything and everyone. I I now understand and believe that God resides even in those who do not know Him yet, and. That he is their creator, because how can I believe that there's only one God if I believe that if I don't believe that other people who exist were not created by him as well? So perhaps God approached one portion of people initially, but eventually he he revealed himself, I think, to everybody in different ways, and that's how I come to to accept that that God reveals himself to people in uh, in in not just a variety of ways, but in with very personal approaches, if God had come to me in the form of uh, a a charismatic, I think I would have rejected him again. (laughs) So an example of this was that when I was, when I was looking to come back to the faith, um, when I was looking to come back to the faith, you know, I, I explored around, I didn't, I decided I wouldn't go back to the Catholic church first because I was like, that's what I'm familiar with. That's what I know. So I wanted to try something different and my the first contact that i had was actually a non-denominational christian and i spoke to him and he was actually an atheist and he used to make fun of christians all the time and i and he has a phd in sociology so i respected his intellect greatly but yet he became christian so i i arranged to have a tea tea uh, or coffee with him and i said and i asked him how is it that you changed what happened? And he told me all these stories of visions, you know, and um, how he could, how God grants him visions. And I was thinking, how come I don't have that? How come I don't have these spiritual visions? How come I have, you know, I, I don't get slayed? <laughs> all these kind of things, you know. How come, how come God doesn't uh, talk to me? Like, I don't hear his voice in my head. Why is it that all these people do, but I don't? But I realized that I think, Everyone's connection with God is different, and some some people who are perhaps more intellectual like me don't need to perceive God in that way, where He reaches out to you through all these uh, miracles, but He reaches out to me in a very very logical and philosophical way. I would say, where I've come to realize that um, actually everything has always made sense. It's just that I didn't know where I, I didn't frame it right it's like having a picture upside down you know you think the picture's wrong because it's upside down but when you flip it, oh okay that's what it was all along um and that's what I dis- and that's that's what I um uh, discovered so for me today how i view god and when i when i think of god i think of him being all that is good he is goodness he is the very definition of good now, if you ask what is goodness um of course that that's that that would invite a you know a long dialogue, but essentially God is as things was meant to be because he is origin, he is the creator right and to him we will return and so if God is all that is good then there then then there, then that means that if I orientate myself towards him then I too will be good. And that's how I see my relationship with God now, that I seek to be closer to him and to be guided by him. Not necessarily, um, you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't agree with all that the priest may say at a pulpit, but I definitely do believe that God's message is very simple, and that is one of love. And so if in any time that I have doubt, I will, you know, just ask myself, ask my conscience, look within, and I'll ask God, is this the right thing to do? And and I think generally, or not just generally, I think that has served me very well so far because I know that because what I do comes from love and hence God, because love and goodness are more or less the same thing, then I know that whatever I do will be good, that and therefore my life will be good because I I am what i what I create is has um come from a place of of well goodness, if that makes sense
0: it does it so. does it does I think a lot of what you you shared i think makes a lot of sense it also like i also resonate i think with a lot of what you said, especially the part about the relational aspect um i think to God you know kind of um understanding you know how how we relate to him who he is and what he what he is to us and then you were talking about how you know he he is all goodness and you know going back to the source you know and of 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 all goodness is to kind of to return to him and to to encounter him I feel there's this word also that a lot of uh, people like to use which is to encounter him right and you were talking about um kind of wondering how come you didn't get all the slaying and uh, how come you didn't get all the, the tongues of fire right and all of those like various gifts of the Holy Spirit. And uh I, I also kinda of felt I think that way, I think at some point. Um, because sometimes you kinda of look around and you're wondering, you know, where are my signs where's my you know burning bush kind of moment, right? Um but <laughs> yeah. realizing that maybe the, the bush is not going to burn and you just have to sit with the silence, I think sometimes that like, you do hear him in the silence. You know, it sounds a bit ironic, I think, at, at first, right? So, you know, I don't, I don't really hear God speaking to me, you know, like, you know, like literally speaking to you, as you were saying, like, you know, hearing his voice, right? Um, But I, I think there's something that you also saying about how sometimes it sometimes means going kind of deeper, you know, deeper looking within yourself and, you know, trying to continuously connect um with him. But I think what is very interesting that you also shared is about, you know, how he reveals himself. He's a he's a he's a god that is very like you know, he reveals himself to us through different experiences, different encounters, you know, maybe he led you to that friend of yours, the non denominational uh friend. Um and then maybe even I'm quite certain
1: he did. He did, right? uh, Um because I don't think even though I'm Catholic, now I'm Catholic for a very specific reason. I choose to be Catholic and it's not because I actually, no, I, I'm not sure whether you would agree here. Yeah? I'm maybe a little bit controversial here. Um, I choose to be Catholic because I like the institution, or rather I like the structure of the church. And I agree with much of its uh, theology. But that doesn't necessarily mean I believe that the Catholic Church is the one true religion, like um, that all other religions are wrong. You know, I, I don't see it that way. I see it as that God exists and that he has revealed himself to uh, the whole world. Everybody has seen God. It is just that how they interpret God. But I think that obviously the Catholic Church has, to me, the best interpretation of God, the uh, truest interpretation, because at the end of the day, you know, it uh, not that I doubt the, uh, the connection of the priests to God or anything, but no no am I saying that I don't believe in the Bible I'm just saying that i i i do I do know as a as a student of history, I also know that the Catholic Church isn't actually the oldest church I mean we say we claim we are from from the apostles, but before the Catholic Church, the church was actually part of a much larger entity before it split off so you know mm, for me personally uh Other denominations have equal claim to God, you know, as much claim. And even if it's a religion like Islam or perhaps even uh, Buddhism, I think they do see God. They do connect with God because there is only one God. There are no other gods. So uh, they just don't quite perhaps understand him the same way we do. That's my opinion, at least.
0: I think that's uh that's the opinion I think that I actually do share so as well. because um, 'cause I've been quite quite involved actually in interreligious dialogue actually uh recently mm-hmm. with some with some people. Um they're talking about how, you know, inherently it is a, it there is centrally a lot of similarities, I think. Uh between mm-hmm. the, the the major religions, you know, it's all about love thy neighbor, it's just just said in, in in a in slightly different ways. Um yeah. and I think what what's interesting also like to share also about like how interreligious dialogue within the Catholic faith also is kind of developing is that we do recognize the, the value in um other religions and we seek to, you know, kind of like you know take a closer look at our similarities while respecting that we have differences in opinion, you know, that we have differences mm-hmm. in practices, we have differences in ways that we kind of, you know, uh, articulate certain things. But I, mm-hmm. I agree with that point about how, you know, I think there's no need to reject, you know, um other belief systems yeah. because there is value there. Um it's just that we're kind of approaching it, you know, from a different perspective. But I think essentially we all do believe in very similar
1: uh things. I mean if yeah. I mean if the religion is about uh because after all the Samaritan was not Jew, right? The Samaritan yeah, that's right. was whatever else. So I think, to me, that was quite clear that God was saying that uh, it is. And besides, Jesus himself, despite being Jew, was, uh, you know, we are Christians and not Jews. So it's not really about, to me, uh, about what uh, what scripture you refer to per se, but whether you un- truly understand the message. And I think the message is very clear. And In fact, I think the message is ingrained in all human beings to be, to be, that we all seek, in fact, to be closer to God and and to love, and to love not just human beings, but to love all of existence. Um, and therefore, I don't see myself being, you know, very separate or different. And I from I used to be very judgmental, actually, <laughs> about the about the non-denominational Christians and people who go to things like City Harvest and things like that. I was thinking, wow. The pastors talk a lot of crap. How can how can they how can they follow in such shallow beliefs and and they are so easily swayed? But I realized that actually all that means nothing. What what really matters is how they, how do they live their lives? Are they Christ like?
0: Yeah, thanks a lot. I think uh, Sean, I think for sharing your experiences, I found it really interesting at the start of the episode when you were saying that. I think your is it an. Your ex-girlfriend, I think, prompted you to think a little bit deeper and uh, look back uh, at, at your Catholic faith and to kind of get interested in it again. Maybe you can share a little bit more with us I think, about, you know, how exactly the journey was like.
1: Well, most certainly, I think, yes, you're right. Um, The one who actually got me started on on the faith, my faith journey was my ex-girlfriend. She was actually Presbyterian and she told me um you know she could not date a non christian i said but i'm catholic you know uh, i i'm fine with church weddings and i'm okay if you know if you practice your faith but uh, personally god has never spoken to me and so i don't really believe very much in in religion in that sense I, i'm not i'm not an atheist but i'm an agnostic was what i told her and she said well you know there would be no future for us if if you if you don't become one. And I was like, okay, I can't guarantee that I would become Christian, but I can promise you that I'd explore. And so I did. Um, So that got me started thinking, you know, because I I had to wonder why I firstly needed God in my life. I I couldn't see why I needed God. I mean, I was doing just fine. (laughs) Uh, I... And God can't help you with all the things you really need in life, right? Like, you, he can't get you a house, he can't get you food, he can't get you a promotion. Nor can he, nor can he make you happy if you, if you know your girlfriend leaves you. None of this he can do. So it's like, why do I need God? And like I mentioned, that took me quite a long time to to discover the answer to, and it came to me in bits and pieces uh firstly through the gentleman i mentioned earlier the one who was a non denominational christian and when i spoke to him and we and we and we would spend hours talking about it and i would and and i would pose him all these philosophical questions you know like if god is good then why would there be evil and things like that why 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 is there heaven and hell like and why would that why would god want to torture anyone it's like horrible <laughs> Um, So, after a lot of debating and thinking about it, eventually I realized that, um, like I mentioned, that if God was good, and essentially if you do good, um, you're at peace. And that gave a whole new meaning to me, because I never quite understood what I was saying in church and during Mass when I said, peace be with you, and why is it that peace was so important? The concept of peace was so important. I was thinking, yeah, definitely, it's a no-brainer that you wouldn't want to kill your neighbors or that you wouldn't want to wage war. But I never really, really understood that peace actually, what it referred to, was internal peace, peace with yourself, peace with the world, and peace with God. And then I was thinking, then I understood because when I thought about the Franciscan brothers, when I thought, when I think about um, nuns, uh, how, why, why are they always so peaceful? and then i realized oh it's because they have god and then I, that's when i that's when it clicked then i said okay that's why i need god um i need god because then only then can you truly be at peace because um you're born into a world without meaning without without seemingly any purpose and you have to overcome all these challenges and and all the suffering and it seems almost pointless or almost like a joke but it isn't if you if you have god then then you it's not that you are satisfied with the suffering but you realize that the suffering is actually helps you to 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 discover the meaning of love that love is sacrifice right it's like why why did god die on the cross um our god is the only god that does that right and that that was quite that was quite a huge um realization for me that i realized that literally our god became human so the divine became mortal not just so that he could die but so that he could debase himself literally become one of us so that meant to say i put down all things that make me a god and allow myself to be humiliated and then murdered by you because it's okay because all that doesn't really matter what 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 does matter is Love, And that love will conquer all, because that is the one thing that you cannot have, that there is no, there's no limit to. You cannot have a limit to love. Love is uh, eternal. And so in that sense, then I realized, okay, then, then I realized why I needed God and what God meant to me. And so that's, that's when I started thinking a lot about that. And but I hadn't found a church yet. So I, I started exploring churches and, and looking, attending prayer groups with other denominations, but I realized that many of them didn't work for me. And the one thing that that drew me back to the Catholic Church was actually another fellow Catholic who asked me, What do you believe in? you know, tell me about your values and your beliefs. And I described them to him. And he said, That's they sound very Catholic to me. And I said, What do you mean? Says, doesn't the Catholic Church, you know, being a very dogmatic institution, would, wouldn't it reject most of what I've just said? He said, no, no, not at all. And he encouraged me to sign up for landings, and so I did. And it was through landings that I realized that, like I mentioned before, you know, that the picture frame that I thought was ups- was the right way up was actually upside down and then that I had actually sort of misunderstood much of what it meant. Like, why, for example, we have the Eucharist, you know, it's like um, the concept of transfiguration, for example, you know, uh, I remember my Presbyterian girlfriend asking me, why do Catholics believe in transfiguration? Why why do you think that the, the body of Christ becomes literal flesh? And I was thinking, but that's not the point. Why do you believe that God becomes flesh? It's not mm. that bread becomes God and God has no body. God is mm. just God. He so why do you think that if the bread becomes God, then he must become more, then it becomes a piece of meat? No. <laughs> That's, That's like really that, interesting. Isn't? That's
0: an interesting way right? of looking at it. Yeah,
1: Because essentially what that means is you're welcoming God into you. And so when you take the Eucharist, it's, it's not symbolic. It is literal in the sense that God is there, present, present in that church, present in that moment. He, I mean, he's always present, but... Specifically, at that moment when, or when his body, right, literal, the body of Christ, which is the community, is gathered, he is there more than ever, and that's when you say, you know, I, I welcome you into me. I want you as a part of my life, and so that's when you take the Eucharist. So yes, the bread may be symbolic to some extent, but it also truly becomes God. So when when I understood this from a deeper philosophical or theological uh, level, then I realized that all that I had understood before was not exactly accurate, and then that's when I slowly made my way uh, back to being a Catholic again, and eventually, well, I don't think it. I I don't think I will stop being Catholic. Um, it's not that you know. Because it's now, it's not. It's to me not a religion in the sense that oh, I don't pray to God so that I get certain things, or I nor do I have this. uh, Nor is it so important to me how the world was created in seven days, or whether there will be judgment day. This doesn't really matter to me. What What does matter to me is how I'm to lead my life. So, Catholicism and being Christian to me is i think in the very literal sense of being christian to be like christ and i think that that's really what i seek to do and what i hope to emulate because um, as human beings we can never be truly entirely good because we are flawed because we are filled with lots of um uh things that make us not imperfect but how could how can we ever possibly be ultimate good we couldn't because of all our um, of the human condition, essentially. So, But what we can do is follow in the, the example to the closest that we can, and in doing so, I think that pleases God. Um, not not because I think he wants us to be entirely holy, no. Because wh- however far you've come, the rest of the way he will help you. He will forgive you if you only ask him for his forgiveness. And then that's when you're reunited. And that's that's all there is I I guess yes
0: yeah Yeah, that I'm like now there's like so many true bombs and just like kind of dropping all over um but yeah I think uh, something I think that you, you you spoke about I think very passionately was the centrality I think of like God's love you know that's the most um important thing and from where everything flows right because he he himself is love and he is all goodness and also, I think very interesting was the the one about the the story you had about the Eucharist. Like, you know, is this bread? Is it meat? What's happening? Um, and I can totally relate, uh, to that because, like, um, I think you know, even the average you know Catholic out there, you know, sometimes I think we also kind of struggle, um, to believe because we're just going through the motions, you know. Now, even though you might say, oh yeah, I'm I profess the faith, I go to church and I go to mass, you know, and all that kind of stuff, but you know, when when it actually comes down to it, do we actually believe? you know, in that this, you know, this this host is actually becoming um Christ's body for us. I think for a lot of us sometimes we don't really truly believe it. Um and we just kind of like, you know, watch it as like, oh, it's very you know, I just watched this happening in front of me, you know, at, at a certain time during mass. You know, and I know it's gonna happen. But like I think that that actual like you know leap, right? Or kind of like the you know your progression from you know just seeing it to truly kind of believing in what it represents you know, and what it is, I think that that's something I think that that a lot of us you know um are kind of continuously going through sometimes you know we we kind of uh come to you know the faith, you know we we kind of deepen different aspects of it at different times or so in our lives, so I think a lot of us can relate uh to that, and what I really really appreciate I think also about like your sharing is like you know your willingness and you know your desire to really go deep um into the faith and to engage, you know, with all the difficult questions. Just now you're like talking about a problem even I'm like, my goodness, I don't have an answer to that. Like I don't even really know like what's a good uh, possible explanation for it. Even though I've been reading in, uh, about it and I'm trying to read like the problem of evil by like C.S. Lewis, you know, and, and things like that. But I think the fact that we are willing to engage um with the difficulties, you know, the challenges of the faith, you know, because faith itself also um presented to us, yes, you know, it's about um some sort of the central core beliefs. But I think uh, I think the true test of our faith is when we really want to engage with the more difficult issues, when we really go into you know thinking about you know what kind of a person you know we want to be, as you were saying. It's you know, um yes it is about you know all of these you know various practices that we have but it's also in you know, it's also kind of born into like the way that we live our lives, because our lives are the testimony, right? we have no point in kind of saying things or you know, banging the Bible and walking around and saying, you know, you, you you all should believe in this, you all should believe in that. But people just see who you are, you know, and they'll see like they'll see you Sean, and be like, Yeah, you know, this is how he lives his life. And I wonder, you know, we know why? You know, why does he what is his why? You know, why does he live his life in this way? And I think that's the kind of like um approach, you know, or the way that I think is is really uh something that we can consider like you know, when we when we think about our faith because if not it will just be uh sort of like this like empty show. We don't want to be like a Pharisee kind of thing like, oh hey look at me, you know, I'm dropping money into the poor box or so, like, hey look at me, you know, uh I'm doing this really good stuff, you know. But right? we don't have to tell people, you know, we're doing good stuff or whatever. Like, you know, it will speak for itself. It will be the fact that we are actually an instrument, right? Of God's grace, right? We're not
1: you know, that, yeah,
0: we're not around here and, that, you know, trying to like draw attention to ourselves, which I feel like a lot of the culture is kind of saturated like that nowadays. Um, But kind of be like, yeah, no, I know I'm Catholic, you know, this is how I live my life. Um, And, you know, I, I live my life in a certain way. It may be countercultural. I, I, I do feel that like this was being used uh, quite a lot nowadays like, to be of faith, you know, i are not even talking about just being a Catholic person, but to be a person of faith is to be sometimes countercultural. And I think being okay with that maybe is also something that we can consider and think about I think more deeply. Yeah. But you know, I think kind of like also like cycling back I think to this um entire episode. I really thank you a lot, I think Sean, for like sharing with us like the story about, you know, um how you you kind of like got interested uh back in the faith, how you went deeper into it, you know. And all of these questions I think that you still have that you're still answering, I think it's very, very edifying and very inspiring. But do you have any like um like last words or things that you wanna like share about, you know, how do you feel like your faith journey is going to be, going forward, anything that you feel like particularly excited about or you want to delve deeper into?
1: I think um I have now come back to Catholicism for almost a year and a half now uh since I started landings and, and such. And what I can say is that I had a lot of ego, I think, before before I you know, it was like I have the answers, I have I, I know better, I have all these, you know, I have all this knowledge and therefore I I know better than than the Christians or any anybody else, you know. Um and they didn't make sense. And eventually also when it came to God, like, why do I need you? I don't need you. Uh, uh, But over time now, I think I have begun to surrender more. And it's not because I think I'm losing my identity or myself. In fact, it's very much the opposite. It's, uh, I think, in, in surrendering, I... I can then truly be free because I'm no longer trying to prove anything. I'm just simply doing what I truly believe. And that, and I think that will continue to grow as, as I deepen in my, in my own journey of faith, at least where it's no longer about me doing, even when I do good, right. Or let's say when I attend this podcast and I ask myself, am I doing this podcast because I want to share my views or is it because I truly want to help others? And, and that i'd like to to shed light on on uh, on my journey that perhaps someone else can benefit from and there's always the ego somewhere and the ego is always i think pride is my greatest sin um and and it prevents me from from uh being more more like christ and and in that sense i think uh i hope that i i, I believe that i will Um, eventually uh, come to a point where I'll be able to, to know that everything that comes from within is truly, not say selfless, but out of love.